If you would, for just a moment, remain standing. I want to read Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to read verse 1, 3, and 6. And it says this. Now faith. Somebody say, now faith. Okay, now everybody say, now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the world's were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Hmm. Verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that comes to God must believe. He is a rewarder of them who diligently seek Him. I'm going to ask everybody in the house just to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, change me today through the power of Your Word. In Jesus' name. Now turn to somebody and say, high five them and say, change. Change. You may be seated in the house of God. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you so much. As they're leaving, I, uh, I knew that today was coming. And um, I, with a, a very, how do I word this, saddened heart, want to um, express my love and appreciation for Miss Ruth and Mr. Charlie. Uh, those of you who don't know, they are moving this next week and going back to Ohio to be with family. Who can blame them? I get it. I understand. Uh, I, I, I moved away from here to, to get away from some family, and I moved back here to get to some family. So I totally understand it, but I want you two to know how much, as your pastor, I appreciate your faithfulness. When I think of faithfulness, I see their faces. I... Uh, I as a pastor, it means so much to Mr. Charlie, uh, even in the smallest things of taking care of all the air, air filters in the house. I never had to worry about it. The only time I heard anything about it was, Pastor, we need more air filters. Yes, sir. And Miss Ruth, the young ladies' lives that you have touched in teaching them about marriage and, and teaching them how to tolerate us men and, and how to put up with us. I appreciate you all so much. And I want you to know I love you and I'm going to miss you. Thank you for your faithfulness, not only to God, but to this house. And I promised her that I would not call them up here and that I would not hand her a microphone. But after service, I am going to ask if you two will hang around so people can hug your necks and tell you how much they love you. Me especially. I love you and I appreciate you. Thank you. And what day are you loading the truck? Or is it loaded? Saturday, if any of you weak mind and able body young men and ladies would like to help <laughs> load a truck, we sure would appreciate it. All right, let's get into the Word. You better read for the Word. I, I, I love the Word of God. And if I were to title today's sermon, it would simply be Walk This Way. Anybody remember that song? Showing my age, Walk This Way. Okay, anyway. <laughs> 
I'm glad the band went up here and didn't break out in it. So It says in the passage that we just read, Now, faith. Did you notice he didn't just say faith? He describes it as a now faith. When is now? Right now. It's present tense. It's not past tense. It's not future tense. It's right now. It's right now. Present tense. He says right now. Right now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You see, that's all about how faith works on the outside. It's all about how how it transpires on the outside. Now faith. Your faith, my faith, in the present. You know, it's real easy to have faith in what happened yesterday, isn't it? Because you know what's going to happen. You know what took place. But he says, faith right now, a very present faith right now, (laughs) is how it works on the outside right now. Then it says, now faith is a substance of things hoped for. Now faith. In other words, now faith is the ingredients that makes up the end of the game works on the inside and outside of your life. In other words, your now faith is your faith is the ingredients of what's going to transpire. Your faith and your perspective. You see, it's telling us that a now faith is the evidence of of the things that we've not seen yet. My now faith is the evidence of that $100,000 offering coming to this church. Will anybody agree with me on that? Man, the minute, anyway. Faith is simply a perspective. And I... The Lord woke me up about 2 o'clock this morning, and I began to, he began to show me, let me see some things, and I've totally changed where I was going this morning because he began to speak a now faith into me. And faith, when I say it's a perspective, I mean that it is a selection that you choose on your inner man. It's a choice that you make inside of yourself. It's not something you're, you, you immediately are doing. It's something that you choose on the inside that dictates how you act, how you behave, and how you walk. It's a choice of your inner man, a now faith. Your faith inside of you is a decision that you make about your perspective and what you're going to believe. In other words, you can walk in faith or you can walk in fear. You can walk in faith or, or you can walk in depression. You can walk in faith or, or you can walk in absolute confusion. Am I talking to any real folk in the house? Am I talking to any folk that have ever battled with faith over fear? Battled over having faith over the confusion? Battled over having faith over the adversary trying to attack you with depression? Am I speaking to any real folks? You see, folks, we choose to walk in faith or not. We choose, you make a conscious choice whether you're going to walk in faith or not. And see, this whole thing stemmed from Wednesday night. Those of you who were here Wednesday night, you remember us going uh, uh, over and talking about faith. And, and, And this is where this all came from because God is not going to come down here and walk in your house and make you walk by faith. 
Now, I may grab my child up by the nap of the neck and say, you will not speak to somebody that way. You will not cock that attitude. You will respect those. I may do that to my child, but God's not going to operate like that. He's not going to come in your house and slap you in the back of the head like my daddy did me many a times because I needed it. He's not going to do it. It's a choice that you have to make if you're going to walk by faith. If you're going to be in a now faith and activate the faith inside of you, it's a choice of perspective. Now, you choose it. And folks, let's, I'm just going to get really transparent, really, really real. Let's get real. I want to get real this morning. I like real folk. There's nobody in this house that is not up and under an attack of the adversary. I mean from the stage to the back door. It may be a different attack. It may be coming from a different direction. It may be totally opposite, but you're still under attack. Each and every one of us are under an attack. And there's not a person in this house that is not encountering it in some shape, form, or fashion. Now, the enemy just didn't start attacking you when you pulled on the church parking lot. You may say, no, he started at the house when I couldn't get him ready. No. Somebody understands that besides me. That's why we have two cars everywhere we go. Because <laughs> I'm sitting in the car waiting and uh, it runs thin and I say, see ya. And it has happened. And it wasn't pretty when I got home either. <laughs> but you know what? Next time they were in the car. It started not then, but folks, some of you, the adversary has been stalking your whole life. Because some of you have got such a great destiny and so much potential inside of you that he sees it and you don't even recognize it, and he's been stalking you your whole life. He's been plotting in your house since before you were even born in that house. He, he's been after you your whole life. Trying to destroy you. You see, folks, I, the only way you're going to make it and survive this, the only way you're going to survive it, the only way that you're going to get to life, and the only way you're going to get to living the life that He has for you is to learn to walk by faith. Is to discipline yourself to begin to walk by faith. And if you don't walk by faith, you're not going to be able to walk into the life that He has for you. You're not going to be able to walk in the blessings and the favor that He wants to pour out upon your life. Now I'm going to tell you, I, I've been to a point where the favor wasn't there. And I've walked, and the favor was poured out. You know which side I like a lot better? I like it with the favor. A whole lot better. Now am I saying it, it comes without trials and without... No. It comes with its own test, and it comes with, with the enemy roaring too. But folks, it's a lot, you know, and, and I get it. I understand you're sitting there going, oh, it's easy when you sing about it. It's easy to preach about it. It's easy to teach about it. It is. It's a whole new ballgame when you got to walk in it. When you get up in the morning and, uh-huh, come on now. And you got to face that boss. When you, get, when you go home today, come on now. Because, see, I need my faith the strongest when my fears are roaring the loudest. I, I, I need it to step up 
when the adversary is roaring like he's never roared before. And, and I don't know about you, but my fears, they scream. They don't just whisper in my ear. They scream like I'm at a, a heavy metal concert with $10 billion worth of PA equipment and they're doing screamo, you know, right in your ear. That's how my enemy tries to put fear in me. It happened to somebody out there. <laughs> you know, I, I, you hear me often talk about how the enemy will come and it's like a, a little chihuahua yapping in your ear all night long. You see, mine's not a, a little chihuahua. It's yapping like a chihuahua, but, but it's like a, a, a bull mastiff on steroids yapping in my ear. And he's yapping, and he's, you, you know, and it amazes me that he'll start at any time. It doesn't matter where you're at. Some of you are sitting here right now, and you've got bombs going off in your head. You've got hand grenades, not, not just one, but they're going boom, 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 like you're in the middle of a war. There's hand grenades going off inside your head, and nobody knows about it. And they are blowing you up. I can tell you how many times I wake up in the middle of the night and man, he's roaring and he's yapping and yapping, yapping. I mean, loud like a, nobody's business. He's saying, You're going to die. You're going to die tonight. You're done for. You're going to die. You see, fear will begin to speak anything to you that will tear you up from the floor up. He'll begin to speak in your house. He'll begin to speak through people. He'll begin to speak through things. You'll watch TV. You'll watch it. And the adversary will begin to speak and put thoughts in your head that he knows will tear you up. Anybody besides me ever been tore up from the floor up? He'll tear, he tries to tear you up. Wow. Yeah. I went to that conference last week in, or two weeks ago in Alabama. Tuesday night, I checked into the hotel. I'm picking up Tony at 7 in the morning at the airport and the guys. And I go to lay down and he starts it. He, he says, hey, you better tidy up your room. You better get it cleaned up because this is where they're going to find you in the morning. Now remember, this is a guy that I fold my dirty clothes and tidy up my room. When we're traveling, mine are folded and nice and neat. And I won't tell you about the rest of the household. But mine are not. And he's, he's, he's saying, you better clean it up. You better straighten it up. This is where they're going to find you. Now, I know I'm not the only one that that fear screams at you. I know I'm not the only one that he tries to come in and, and destroy and dominate your thought process all with fear because it comes in like a roaring lion. And he's roaring. And he's screaming. And he's yelling. Mm. And you know what my response was that night? I sat up in my bed, and I began to laugh. I said, like it really matters if my room's clean. Because to be absolutely here, I'm going to be in the presence of God. And you know what I did? I laid down and probably got the best night's sleep I've had in a long time. Now, was I automatically able to do that? No, it's taking time. There was times I'd get up and I'd have to get my word, Miss Lori, and I would walk, pacing, reading. Thou shalt not fear, fear not. For I am your God. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Fear not. Fear not. Be not dismayed, Scott. Be not dismayed. Fear not. Perfect love casteth out fear. And I begin to quote and, quote and quote the word of God until it's finally taken. The more you speak it, the more you believe it. And when you start believing it inside of you, it's going to come out of you. And the adversary can't take a hold of you. And we've got to begin... Mm, 
some of you this morning, you're under the attack of the adversary and you're listening. I knew this was going to be heavy for a few moments and I knew it was going get, to get down there because we're plowing for a few minutes. But you know, at the end of the day, you've got to understand that we're in this spiritual attack. And when the enemy comes in and you start entertaining, you see, it's a matter of who you're listening to. It's a, my father-in-law, his wife made him get hearing aids, my mother-in-law. And you know what? You'll be talking to Calvin, he don't hear words you're saying. Either he has not replaced the battery and just acting like it's there, or he's just not wearing it. You know why? Because he don't want to hear you. And I get it. When I'm his age, I'll have that prerogative too. If I don't want to hear you, I ain't going to listen. Mr. Frank used to always tell me the best thing about being my age is I can say whatever I want to. You know, it's, a, it's a matter of who you're listening to. Some of you need to turn your hearing aid off when the enemy starts that nonsense. Oh, come on. Some of you need to take the battery out of it and quit listening to the nonsense and the foolishness that he's trying to put in your head. You know, sometimes it's hard to, to recognize it because the spiritual always manifests in the physical and there's always going to be something that you see and something that's there that keeps reminding you. So when the spirit of the adversary tries to come in, when the enemy of your soul comes in attacking you, he, he may be attacking you through a person, but folks, it's not the person. It's not the person, it's the adversary using them to get to you. Oh, come on. So there's no need in hating the person. Hate the spirit behind it. He's a, he may be attacking you through people. He may be attacking you through some other kind of interference. He may be attacking you through your childhood trauma. Oh, come on. He may, some of you, he's been attacking your whole life, trying to groom you from, from your childhood all the way up to continue his work that is being manifest all around you. And he's trying to train you and court you and groom you into fulfilling and keeping what he's doing and destroying. How's that? Well, he tries to get you in front of the right kind of trauma. He tries to get you in front of the right kind of pain. He tries to get you in the right kind of fear. Oh, my. I've talked to numerous folks. Well, I had no father. I had no mother. to do. That's what he does. He tries to set you up. So when he comes in for the kill, you're ready for it. He's prepped you, and he's got you there, and you're ready to come in and destroy everything about you. The Word of God tells us that he seeks whom he may destroy like a roaring lion. He's been seeking and trying to set some of you up to come in and destroy your household, your life. Man, he has tried to destroy you from past to raise you up to marry your wife and have children and then you go acting foolish and crazy and destroy your children so that they will grow up and destroy their children. Come on now. He's attacking the men. And some of you right now, you're sitting there and he's trying to destroy your fine self. And those grenades I talked about a minute ago, some of you, they probably just increased as I started this because he don't want you to hear what I'm saying because he don't want you free from it. 
And those grenades are going crazy, and that's all you hear right now are those explosions, and all you see is they did this, and they did that, and they said this, and they came against me with that, and this happened, and that happened, and that's all you're hearing right now. And nobody knows that it's going off. Some of you, you you thought you were marrying this nice, sweet, compassionate, loving, charming, beautiful, good-looking spouse. And it didn't take long. You realized, oh, Lord, this is ISIS. (laughs) I never dreamed somebody looked this good and could be this crazy. Wives, quit elbowing your husbands. <laughs> I see some of you men just sitting there going. <laughs> and you know why that is? It's because once you marry them and they move in, you meet their community. Before you didn't know their community, you just knew about who I was. You just knew what was out here. But now you're getting close and you begin to recognize, whoa, he's a little cray-cray. He's crazy. You hang around me long enough, you're going to meet my community of of who I am. My my neighbors in here, my my, my friends in here, my, my, my playmates in here. Come on now. And all of them are going to come out at one time or another. I met Charlotte's community one time, and it was right after we were married, and I swore then I'd never meet that community again, and I haven't. I know better. But we've got all this going on inside of us, and all these things happening inside of us, and all this stuff is happening, and then all this rank, going rampant in our minds and our heads, and then you get God coming in, and He says in Hebrews 10.25, and, and all this mess is going on, and right now some of you got it going on in your head, and Hebrews 10.25, He says, Not, don't, don't give up meeting together. Don't... Don't don't quit going to church as some are in the habit of doing, but go and encourage one another. Even more so, he says, as you see the day approaching of the end time. He says, don't don't, don't forsake the assembling of the saints. In other words, you got to come in here because we all got that nonsense going on, and we need each other to encourage each other. We need one another to lift one another up. Oh, I, I, those of you listening online, I love you, but you, you use it as an excuse. I'll listen online, or I'll watch so-and-so on TV. It's not the same. I thank God for it, and I thank God it's getting the, the word across the country. Praise God for it. There's nothing like coming in here and being a part of a family. I was telling, telling some folks the other day as we were meeting, that my, my dreams, this is just going to be our house. And then right here, when we get up here, it's our living room. This is where we... <laughs> This is who I am. This is it. It may not be pretty, Todd, but here I am. And that's why he tells us, because we've all got these things happening and these things going on inside of us and all this stuff coming at us. And and then God comes in and says, "Don't, don't quit coming. Have you ever noticed when people have stuff going on, the first thing they do is isolate? 
He says, don't do it. He says, come to church. This is why it's so important. And you're saying, oh, you're just past. No, it's very important. My mom, you've heard me say many times, I had a drug problem growing up. Anytime there was something at church, I was drugged to it. I didn't have a choice, Miss Laura. I was there. And you know, one of the beautiful things about coming here, and you're going to think I've lost it, is that when we come here, we fight our adversary on his turf. Say, what, Pastor? What are you talking about? Well, let me tell you what I mean by his turf. Every other way that you're fighting the adversary, you're fighting him with tangibles. Tangibles. Here, you are being armed with weapons that are not carnal so that you can do spiritual warfare as he attacks your mind. Hmm. The problem is, the vast majority don't get that. I love you, but the vast majority don't get that. We separate. We, we separate life and spirit life. We, 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 we pull it apart. And only the core is, is grabbing that. Only the core is realizing it. You see, faith is a perspective. You have to choose who you're going to look at in your life. You have to choose what you're going to look at in your life. It may, it may not have went your way. Get used to it. Get over it. Because 99% of the time, I love you, but it ain't going to go your way. It ain't going to happen the way you planned it out. It ain't. We don't like that, do we? <laughs> and folks, there are things inside of each one of us. And if we thought about it right now long enough, we'd all start crying. We've got things going on inside of us and around us that if we sit down and just begin to ponder on it, we'd all start crying. Faith is a perspective. There are things about my life right now that if I sat down and thought about them long enough, I'd be depressed. I'd go into depression. There, there are things going on in each of our lives right now that if we dwelt on it long enough and hard enough, we would contemplate ending it all. You don't believe me, last night I got a text from a man, a godly man, who was contemplating in it at all. That's the devil texting somebody to do it now. Folks, I, I, I know this is heavy, but this is real stuff. This is real stuff. And if we don't walk by faith, we're going to give in to it. And everybody around you is going to be miserable and not want to be around you. Because you're not dealing with it with the right perspective. You see, what am I saying? You've got to choose. 
You've got to choose. We've got to choose. I choose to walk by faith. I choose. We've got to choose our perspective. I choose to be around people who strengthen and encourage my perspective. I choose to talk to Corbin daily because I know I choose those that I try to surround myself with. You have to. You've got to choose. That's why he says, don't forsake the assembling of the saints. We need each other. We're not here to beat each other up. I'm not here to tell somebody they're going to hell for this. No. If it wasn't for the grace of God, we all would be. God is love and he loves each and every one of us. And his grace is sufficient today as much as it was 20 years ago when I gave my heart to him. His grace is still sufficient for each and every one of us. Even though I may have entertained that stupid thought that the adversary put in me, I came against it finally and the grace of God was right there to back me up and be with me. His grace is sufficient. Oh, but you don't know what I've done. No, I don't. But I know His grace is sufficient. And there's just some folks that you can't be around. There's some some crazy that I just can't be around. Because when I put their crazy with my crazy, you get the point. Some folks will bring out the worst in you. They, they reinforce your fears. Now I've got to hurry. I'm about out of time. They, they, they reinforce things that are nagging you anyway. Have you ever had something just irritating you? And then you go hang around, around some folks that same thing's irritating them. And what happens then? You get real irritated. You go from irritated to mad. Am I the only one that gets mad? You get mad. You know, have you ever been around those folks that when you're with them, you're lonely? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all get quiet now. If I'm going to be lonely, I'm going to be lonely by myself. I don't want to have to listen to you. I don't want to be around you. I can do that by myself. Choose who you hang out with. You see, faith steps in. And takes that back. And now faith says, I'm going to walk this way. I'm going to choose my perspective of faith. And I'm going to walk this way. Do you know why successful people are successful? It's because they go in and they take hold of situations and they make them work. They don't just sit there. I'm going to say that again. It felt good. They don't just sit there. I, I love it when we get in a circle and hold hands and sing Kumbaya. And we feel the, oh, I love it. But you know what I love more? When I see people doing what God's called them to do. 
when I see people stepping up into their position. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I think Eric's called to lead worship. He's all over this stage. I love it. I used to be able to say I love the fat man dancing around up here, but he's lost all that weight, and now I love seeing the skinny man jump around here. When you're in position, and you're doing, you've got to, and the only way to get there is take a faith perspective. The only way it's going to happen is to walk this way. Reach out and take it. You see, their actions prove that they want to be successful. The proof of desire is in pursuit. And what are you pursuing? You see, success comes when we realize what we have and who we are and what abilities we possess. Discovering who you are and who you were created to be. Folks, you're a natural human being. We live in a natural world, but you're a spirit being. You are a spirit being. And maybe that sounds like Latin to some of you, but we've got to learn to combine the two with God and become an explosive force in both areas of our life. I want to be successful in the natural, but more than that, I want to be successful in the things of God. And I may be crazy, but I believe if you're successful in the things of God, you're going to be successful in the natural. Because he's going to pour it out. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Some of y'all are going to catch this before you leave today. Wow. What do I want today? I want you to receive. I want you to receive what God has for you by choosing to walk by faith. Believing that what he has said is true. Quit waiting and start walking. Quit waiting and start walking. I had a friend who made a statement to me a month ago or so. And he said, I, I just... I want to be successful. He says, I want to be able to, he says, I don't want to be filthy rich. I just want to be able to take care of my family. And I just looked at him and said, well, what are you doing to fulfill it? What are you pursuing? Oh, well, I, I save this and I do this. And I said, well, that's great. And we got to do that. I love the 10, 10, 80. I love it. But what are you doing? What are you giving God to work with? Where... Where, somebody don't want to hear that. You receive what God has for you by choosing to walk, not just sitting there. And we've got to walk with the power of God's Word inside of us, believing that what He said about us is true and not what the roaring lion is screaming in our ear and yelling at us in the quiet time. Or I've had Him yell in the midst of busyness and loudness all around me, and all I hear is, you're going to die, you're useless, you're worthless, you have failed, you're a fa And that's all I hear until I take control of it. And say, no, I'm going to do as the Word of God said. I'm going to bring every cat thought captive into the obedience of Christ. We've got to choose our perspective and bring them together. Quit walking in the natural and start walking by faith. Some of you quit waiting and start walking. 
Some of you quit whining and start walking. Some of you quit crying and start walking. Some of you just stop cussing and start walking. Somebody quit blaming and start walking. Oh, we're good at that. It's their fault I'm not there. It's that. No, it ain't. Get over it. Get over it. You know, my daughters, that's not fair to you. Yeah, it's not. So is life. It ain't fair. Get over it, honey. Come on. Let's build our bridge and keep moving, sweetheart. We were blessed, man, this week. I'm telling you, I've shouted all week. We were blessed. We were blessed. We were blessed. My daughter started Berean Christian Academy this week, and uh, we looked at it and said, there is no way we can do that. Corbin says, well, come on, come on. He encouraged me. We came down, man, and we were blessed. She's there now. We've got uniforms. We've got books ordered. They're on their way. And and we were blessed. But you know what my first thought was? $10,000 a year, and there ain't no way. And we sat down, and they cut it. And cut it, and cut it, and I couldn't say no. It's because we took the step of faith and we came on down. I listened to Corbin and we came on down. Because I'm surrounding myself with people who believe in my perspective. Who see it the way I see it. And she loves it. She was scared to death, still is, and she loves it. She said, Dad, I love Pastor Corbin, but he's the hardest teacher I got. Don't tell her I said that. She'll kill me. <laughs> but when you walk by faith and you take a faith perspective, you open doors for God to move on your behalf. Let's see if this side believes it. You walk by faith, it opens the doors for God to intervene and work on your behalf. You open those doors. Walk by faith and not by sights. Quit waiting. It's a now faith, he said. Now is the time. Now There are 32,000 promises in that word that God has spoken just for you. Now by faith take them. Now by faith walk in them. Now by faith receive them. Oh, but I don't see it. Now by faith walk in it. Now by faith begin to believe it. Now by faith walk in it. Believe it. Wow. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 tells us, he says, according to his divine power, oh, I want you to receive this. He hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. He's given it to you. I, I'm wondering right now if I had a million dollars and I walked up to give it to you, if you could receive it. Maybe your side won't look at me so bad. I don't know. Receive it now. Now faith. Now faith. Now faith. Start believing the promises over your life. Now faith. By his stripes, I was healed. Therefore, I am healed. Now faith. My daddy owns the cattle on a thousand hills and the hills. He can provide all my needs according to his riches and glory. Now faith. Now faith. Now faith says, he's given me the gift of a wife. Now I've received and now I treat her the way I'm supposed to treat her. Now I act as the man of God he called me to be. Now I'm the priest of my house. Now faith. Now. 
And I know I'm hitting some tough, hard stuff right now. But folks, we got to move forward. And we got to get over ourselves. And we got to start walking in the now faith if we're going to reach out and reach this community that God is calling us to reach. There's a lot of folks that need to see a now faith inside of you. They need to see it in you. Cast every thought that is contrary to the Word of God. Cast it away. Get rid of it. I heard it put this way one time, and I don't remember who I heard said it, but they, they said you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop it from building a nest. Randy don't have nothing to worry about. You can stop it. In other words, you can't keep the adversary from bringing thoughts to your mind. Now, Coach, I watched y'all play Friday night, and I bet you had some thoughts about some kids you wanted to knock upside the head. You can't keep them from coming. You can stop from thinking on them, pondering and acting on them. It's real. I could go to each one of you and talk about a situation that you were in that thoughts came in. I had a, I had a good friend, or it's my brother, my brother-in-law. He looked at his wife and said, I ain't ever hit you. If you don't shut up, I'm about ready to slap you. He was just kidding. But how often do we have those thoughts? And he said, bring them captive. Bring them captive. Start walking by faith. Change your perspective to a faith perspective. I can do all things. I will succeed. I will. I can. Isaiah 54 and 17 says, No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that comes up against you in judgment, he's going to cast down. Band, get up here. I'm getting ready to close. Go back to that first song you were singing, and we're going to have a party in this house because it's time to choose. You have to choose. It's time to choose your perspective this morning. Choose to walk by faith. Choose to see it in the spirit rim. And accept the promises that God has spoken and put over your life. Grab the word of God and run the adversary away from your thought life. Walk by faith, believing the word of God. Wednesday night crew, you hear it every single week just about. But if you don't have the word in you, it can't come out of you. And what's in here is what's going to come out. And when those thoughts come, if you don't have the word of God, you're going to entertain them. But if you got the word of God, the word of God is going to begin to flow out of you. If you've only got one scripture, quote it. Quote it. And speak it like you believe it. I remember a day that Charlotte and I looked at our checkbook and if we'd have thought about it and pondered it, we'd both killed ourselves. But I remember laying my hands on that thing, and I began to speak to it. This is not the abundant life and more abundant you promised me. And I will be able to feed my kids this week. I will be able to put gas in my car to go where I need to be in the name of Jesus. Now, so be it. And we walked away smiling and laughing. I may have used every bit of change I could scrounge up, but we weren't hungry and we had gas. Don't act like you ain't ever done it. <laughs> Hold on to the promises. I don't know what those grenades are right now going off in your head. I don't know what lies the adversary is trying to feed you. I don't know what he's trying to tell each and every individual. But I know what he tries waking me up with. 
And just like I have to, you got to choose. Choose life. Choose life. Choose to hold on to the promises. Choose them. Choose His perspective. Walk by faith. You know, I, I want to ask you to stand with me, please. I'm done. Choose today. Choose today. His perspective of your life. Not what the adversary has tried to speak into your life. Not what the enemy has been roaring into your life. But choose his perspective. That's walking by faith. Walk by faith. Walk by faith. And right now, it's time for a now faith to rise inside of this house. And it's time for a now party. Y'all act like you don't like parties. I love to go hang out and have a good time and act goofy. And Now's the time. Act on your faith. It's a now faith. A now faith. If you're in this house and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, Romans 10 tells us all we've got to do is admit we're away from Him, believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and confess it, speak it. And I'm going to challenge you in just a minute. He says also to work out your, salvation, work out your own salvation. In other words, I can't do it for you. You've got to do it. And if we begin to pray in just a moment, I'm going to challenge you make things right. Just speak it. Confess it. God... Save me. And he's going to do it. They're getting ready to lead us. And some of you need to activate your now faith. I'm believing there's folks in this house that you just need to get out of your seat and come up here to the living room and enjoy some time of worship activating your now faith. I'm going to jerk this microphone off. The next voice you'll hear after the singing is Pastor Corbin dismissing us. But I'm going to leave it at that. Now, faith is. How about you? What do you choose? What do you choose? What do you choose? What do you choose today? What do you choose? Choose this day. Choose. The choice is yours. For me, I'm going to party, Miss Mary, because I choose faith.